And now, fighting out of the red corner. Standing in at six foot two, 220 pounds from Calgary, Alberta. It's Hopsy Baby Boy. I always thought that'd be such a sick walk-in tune. And then after you dust the guy off, you get, you know, the Joe Rogan comes flying out of his fucking podcast booth and he shoves a microphone right up your ass and he goes, how'd you feel out there? Well, I know I felt pretty good, honestly. I want to thank God. Uh, I want to thank my parents. Uh, I'd like to thank my cryptocurrencies. And I'd obviously like to thank uh, Jake and Logan Paul for putting this whole thing together. Uh, getting me out here. I'm a fighter. Fighters fight. Shooters shoot, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I got to get out there and I'm, uh, you know, just feeling good. Feeling better because I'm a broadcaster. I'm a broadcaster. And this is episode number 45. Number 45, Sammy Vatanen. Who's number 45 in this earth? This is episode number 45, folks. It's an absolute pleasure to be back here with you all. Um, I had part of this episode recorded and then I tried to, you know, put that on layaway and come back to it upon which I accidentally deleted it. But I've got a little bit of a vantage point here. It's Thursday at 11.08 a.m. September 9th, 2021. I uh, was up this morning working. Uh, me and Roby, boss, as I like to call him, my boss, friend of the program, as you all know. Um, we're going out there. We were starting a new roof, a new build. And um, we get out there today, and it was just absolutely pissing rain. So we're going to... The forecast says... Three o'clock, rain will be done. So I'm going to take a little bit of a, you know, I'm going to time, I'm going to get back into my nook here, my nook and cranny, the studio, the grind center, if you will. And uh, I got I to gotta put together some news for you guys, my listeners, because this is where my priorities lie with you and this program that we all hold so, so dear, so dear. Um, I was uh, in Toronto this weekend, I uh, had a little trip. My sister was in town, brother-in-law, and I have four cousins that live in Toronto, three now, but uh, we got out there, saw them, uh, haven't been to Toronto much in the last year due to the pandemic, and I mean, I usually make it down quite a bit to visit my cousins, um, but with this last year being such a shit show, Toronto being under lock and key, haven't been able to make it down much, so I did this weekend for the first time in a long time, what a great joyous experience it is i love toronto what a great city uh we were able to get a jays game in on the saturday 3 p.m jays game it was only my second jays game of all time uh the first jays game i ever went to was the wild card game against baltimore in 2016 and that what a sick game that was for a first mlb game do you remember that was the game that uh someone threw the beer at the guy in the outfield at kim and then buck showalter was like literally sprinting around the outfield like a fucking an old man looking for change or something like it was unbelievable. He was scre- He was he was losing his mind, and then that game finished with a walk off home run. Those were the best days as a Jays fan. I'm not really a Jays fan anymore. I've kind of jumped the wagon, kind of left that wagon. But it was fun to get out to a Jays game. Um, Three o'clock start, honestly perfect, especially if you're visiting. We drove up that day, and then you know three o'clock starts. I think better than a seven because seven kind of ruins the whole night. You know what I mean in a way. Not ruins it, but on a weekend when you're up there for a visit, 
you know, seven o'clock start, by the time that game's over, if it runs long, you know, you're basically going to have to go right out to into some nightlife and maybe you're not feeling that great. Maybe you're not going to survive that long. So the, the, the game like that's not bad. Uh, you know, you get done at a time, an hour where, you know, go grab some food, uh, maybe uh, splash some water in your face and uh, recuperate for the night that will be. But we got down there. It was a really good time. I had I didn't know what to expect with like the capacities or whatever the fuck you're going to say, the limitations on the capacity, how that was all going to go down. But it was obviously there's something in there. I mean, the Jays just started playing at the Rogers Center like a month ago or something. So clearly there's some sort of a limit on the amount of people they're allowing in. But it was literally so odd. Like, so they have a capacity limit. And I, I took a video on my phone and saved it. Maybe I'll, I'll post it when I post this episode. But they literally, they don't have anyone in the third deck up top. Not one single person. Like, there's some people scattered around the second deck. And then, like, <clears throat> the lower bowl is pretty packed. But literally, behind, like, the dugouts, behind home plate, basically behind the base, base pass and the infield, like, they have it absolutely slammed. Like, person to person in the seats. And I'm guessing that they're doing this so that it looks like on TV that they have a full crowd when the when the cameras are pointing, when the highlights go up on ESPN or elsewhere. You can't have an empty stadium and be like, oh, where the fuck's this? Oh, it's, all, it's those losers up in Toronto. Bunch of tree huggers, a uh, bunch of Canadian socialists can't get it going together here, can't get it figured out. And that's exactly what they're doing. So at that point, it makes me laugh. I'm like, why do we even have, why do we even have a limit? If we're just, like, my seats were on... Uh, they were row 30, literally right behind the Jays dugout. So like really sick seats, but we're right up in there. And like, we're literally just like shoulder to shoulder with the people next to us. You know, you got to, my, my least favorite thing in any sporting event when you have to like make your way down the aisle. Sorry, 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 sorry. I had to do that one all the way to the middle of the row. And the thing is about the Rogers Center and I've heard multiple people say this many different times, like the rows are too long. And where I was sitting, like, I don't know what it was, like seat 16 or something. Like I'm sitting in like seat 16 of a 30 seat row. So you're like literally right jam smack in the middle, like nowhere to go. Like you don't have a really good, like you can go one way or the other. It ain't going to be shorter either one. You're pissing somebody off and heavens forbid you want to have a couple beers the beer guy ain't going to make his way to the middle of your row. So you got to get some movement. You're moving back and forth. Then you start to feel bad. So then my sister asks us to come down and sit with her. She says she has some empty seats down like 12, 12 rows in front of us. And like, I have no time of the day for this. And that goes for sporting events or concerts. You get your seat, you stay in your fucking seat. Unless, you know, maybe you're sitting, if you're alone, if you're literally alone at a concert, yeah, maybe you can sneak on in, sneak down, you know, get closer to the action. But don't real, don't try and do this. I don't, there's no benefit to it because sure enough, my sister convinces me to come down. Me and my girlfriend, we go and try to sit with my sister and brother-in-law because we couldn't get tickets, all eight of us or whatever our group was all together. So we sneak our way down. We get in. I'm there for five minutes. Sure enough, someone comes down. It's their seats. You got to do the, oh, oh, sorry, uh, oh, my bad, didn't realize. Then we ended up moving like across the aisle to another pair of seats. I'm sitting there for about maybe four seconds. And then someone comes in saying it's their seats too. Middle of the fifth inning, it's their seats. They haven't been there yet. I mean, I'm not going to be the asshole. You bought the ticket. You can sit there whenever you want. But my worst nightmare has now happened again. So now I'm so demoralized. I won't even go back to my seat. 
as I'm walking up the aisle, like the people who I was sitting beside at the start who were right beside me in my seats, like they see me and they start to get up in the row. They're picking up all their popcorn, their chips and their pizza. And they're thinking I'm going to make my way down there. And I was like, don't bother. Don't bother. I'm so demoralized. I'm just going home. I'm just going right up to the top. So no, I then I went and got a perch down there and left. I like standing. And so I ended up making my way almost to fucking left field where I found a nice little perch where I could stand there, get beers freely, use the washroom when need be. And I'm standing out there. And then that's usually when more like, you know, the hilarious people are anyways, the guys that like to have a good time. I'm standing there, literally two people over from me is this guy and he's just heckling everyone that comes up to the plate. And I, I love that. That's, that's what a baseball game's all about to me. So this guy just starts fucking giving it. Like Vladdy came up. He's like, Vladdy, 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 we need you, baby, baby. And like, I'm, I'm like, okay, this guy's fucking, this guy's barking up the tree I want to be in. Like, this is my place. This is where I need to be. So I kind of start getting it with him. And then next thing you know, he just barks out, bring back Osuna. Like Roberto Osuna, the, the closer that the Jays had for a couple of years, especially when the team was nasty. He was nasty. He was like 20 years old pitching in the big leagues as a closer. Like, fuck, he was gross. Then sure enough, he has to go and get into domestic abuse allegation or something. I'm not sure what happened there. But like I didn't even think about this at the time. So this guy starts yelling, bring back Osuna. I just started joining him. I just start going, bring back Osuna. Like people started looking up at us. They probably were like, look at these two psychos just chanting on domestic abuser Roberto Osuna. And like as I'm leaving the stadium after the game, I think about that. And I'm, I literally started like not laughing, like nervously laughing. I'm like, man, like that guy got booted off this team for an assault allegation. And here I am up singing his name like Cherry Boothang. It doesn't really add up. Like I don't by no means condone domestic abuse, but I, I wasn't even thinking. This guy starts saying Osuna. I start getting fired up. Sure enough, he turns around to walk out of the stadium. He's got an Osuna jersey on his back, 5'4". You love to see it. I wonder whatever happened with that. I'm not sure if that uh, ended up uh, coming to fruition or whatnot. But the, the second that allegation came up, the Jays said, see you later. Pretty fast. Probably not a bad play. But I wonder what happened there. I mean, I by no means condone that sort of activity. But wow, what a shit show. But uh, the Jays game was really good. The Jays game was fun. Toronto. What a city Toronto really is. I, I, I must say I really do enjoy it. I always say like, there's some sort of a buzz when you're in a city. And like I grew up in a city. So like I feel like I appreciate. I mean I feel like people that grow up rurally. Like they just immediately feel like the city is not for them. Maybe they've never really spent much time in there. Certainly rarely the people that live rurally have had the chance to live and experience it. In the true fashion. Getting the true essence of that city feel. But I have a love for you know the rural lifestyle and the city lifestyle. But I've noticed like. You know, you go in to get your groceries at like a, say the co-op downtown Calgary, that nice Mediterranean one there on 10th, great spot. But you're in there, maybe you're grabbing groceries for supper that night, it's a weeknight. Or even if it's just the weekend, it's a Saturday, maybe there's a little bit of a buzz in there because everyone's grabbing their uh, groceries, grabbing their drinks before they get ready for the weekend, have a little festivity, have a little bit of a good time. There's an energy in there and you can feel it. And the other day, I'm in a, I'm in a grocery store here in Stratford at the Sobeys. And I'm walking around and I was questioning to myself, 
is there the same amount of buzz in this Sobeys as there would be in a grocery store in Calgary right now? Is there the same kind of pick-me-up? The same kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean by that? Like, hey, 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 like that kind of thing. I don't know if there is. I don't know if there is. But then again, I thought about this then after. Is the lack there of energy in the Sobeys grocer a, a positive? Maybe not to me, maybe to some others. And maybe I, as even for myself, a man who loves the energy of a buzzing city grocer, maybe the more relaxed grocer is appealing to me from time to time. These are things that you have to think about. I don't think a lot of people, you're either born in a city and you stay there and many don't ever contemplate going back and forth. Many are born rurally. They never get the chance to live in a city, vice versa. They don't, they don't consider ever meandering onto that other frontier. But myself, I've been lucky. I've lived in Calgary, lived in some different places. I've seen the benefit to both sides. And now it's a, I guess it's a moral trade-off in myself at this moment. What do you want moral? You got to find out what you want. What's more attractive to you? I'm sure I'll end up back in the city, but I know that that, that, that countryside will still be calling my name. Calling my name, it will be. <laughs> oh, but another news. Another news. There's an election in uh, Canada in literally 11 days from now on September 20th. And I cannot lie to anyone. I don't really know why. I do not know why. I don't think I'm a, a political genius. This is not a political podcast. And I have no idea what a snap election even means. Like, what does that mean? Like, this guy just got in power less than two years ago. No. Why are we having election in the middle of a pandemic when half the country's on fire? I feel like there's a lot of things that we could be doing. And uh, now we're in the middle of an election, which is honestly like when I heard there was an election, I just like, I literally just tilted my head back and I groaned, man. I groaned because I, I, we already have so much hoopity hoo-ha going online with everyone, our aunts and uncles, our um, high school classmates, basically anyone you know on so any social media outlet right now is losing their fucking goddamn minds. Everyone unanimously on this planet. Like, is the world really going to shit? I mean, you'd be, you'd be, you'd have to be dumb to not think by the reactions of people online and i mean we love to poke fun at the boomer i hate that saying the boomer the older generation the millennial generation is arguably worse arguably worse on the social media i have like people that i know are mutual friends from like attending a party together in university arguing with one another about vaccine mandates on Facebook statuses, which are articles, not even articles. People are sharing like tweets off Twitter, like there's scholarly evidence on vaccine trials abroad and um, places of employment that are, are and are not making vaccinations mandatory. Like, I mean, I'm so sick of the vaccine talk. Like literally get it or don't get it or go fuck yourself. There's literally, those are your three options. You can get the vaccine. You can not get the vaccine. Or it should be like a Venn diagram where you can you know you could put the two in the middle and we should all be at the middle and then the go fuck yourself option we should all be marking down. Man, I'm so fucking sick of it. It's absolutely hilarious. And I mean, I always say like, man, at the end of the day, like if they were really going to fucking like 
what every microchip us all in the neck, kill us all with this vaccine. Like, why would they do it to all the people that are going to listen to them? You know what I mean? Like, what are we gonna, we're going to have a bunch of guys running around with skidoo jackets, a bunch of fucking Polaris jacket wearing guys running around after we're all dead from the vaccine that killed everyone that took it. Well, they don't want that. A bunch of guys ripping around skidoos down Main Street. That's not going to happen. They won't let it happen. But now, like, everyone's an expert. And, like, I find the problem is, like, back in the day, like, before social media and stuff, like, you know, you didn't have the ability to speak out on these issues that, like, literally you have no knowledge of, you have no education about. And you wouldn't speak on those things because to be able to get your voice up there to be heard, you'd have to be known. You'd have to be experienced in the field to be able to get your voice to that place that it could be heard. But now with social media and the internet, like you can be a nobody and you can be talking about like a very like confrontational issue and like some fucking someone can see it and then they can take that word for you and just like label it for like a whole group of people's fucking thought process. It's a very interesting time. And like, I, I kind of, I meant, I briefly touched on like how we are all able to talk about like everything nowadays. Like you see people like, like Theo Fleury, for example, my fucking sweet God. Do you follow Theo Fleury on Twitter? I don't know what other social media platforms that he's big on, but like, I, I only see him really on Twitter. I don't even think I follow him, but like every other day, Twitter is trend. It's Theo Fleury's trending. And it's like, almost like, it's like my do with my morning coffee. I wake up take a shit, take a piss, grab my cup of coffee, and then I flip open Twitter and I see what Theo Fleury's yelling about now and what he's gotten trending. And like, it got to the point that like Brandon University in Manitoba gave him an honorary degree in 2015, which I'm sure many of you have seen this already. And they basically made a statement being like, this guy's like tarnishing his legacy with all of the craziness that he's like saying on social media. And I mean... I understand like Theo Fleury has had an absolutely wild upbringing, a survivor of horrific abuse. And he basically like shone light on like a whole dark side of hockey that was pretty much just getting swept under the rug. It seemed like in his generation, his day and age. And he, you know, he made hockey a lot better for a lot of players, not just hockey players, athletes, people in general, when he brought light to, you know, some of the situations that were going on in his, his life, which were absolutely fucking insane. But I don't think that it gives him the right to just fucking go absolutely berserk on social media. Especially about politics. Like, this is what always kills me about stuff like this. Like, and I've said this before in the show, and this is a fucking legitimate theory of mine. And Theo Fleury is a famous person, especially when it comes in, into Canadian celebrities. Like, he's, a, he's up there when it comes to Canadian celebrities. Like, at what point... Like, you were fucking Stanley Cup champion, NHL All-Star, Olympic gold medalist. Like, walk the fuck away. Like, what do we need to spot? Like, now he's trying to give us all political advice? Like, Theo, I, I, like you're, you're not my political advisor, brother. Like, you're a fucking hockey player. I, people have hockey cards under their beds of you. We're not going to you for political advice. I, I, it just blows my fucking mind. Like, people are like, oh, did you see what Theo Fleury said? What a bigot. I'm like, who gives a fuck what he said? Don't follow him on Twitter then. And then if it was up to me, there should be no politicians on Twitter. Why do they have social media? It fucking blows my mind. Like literally these things were made so we could say funny jokes and post pictures of our fucking dogs and shit like that. 
And then you'll scroll down the next thing. It'll be Trudeau talking about vaccine mandates. I'm like, when do we want this? Nobody ever wanted that. And here we are. What a crazy turn of events, no? What a fucking crazy world we live in. And all I know is I can't wait for this election to be over. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen. Nothing's going to change regardless. I'm assuming Trudeau will win again. But who knows? Who knows? If the conservatives get in, does an absolute fucking bonfire turn into this country? Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Is there going to be a fourth wave coming back? There seem to be preparing us for it. Scary. Scary thoughts. And tonight is the federal debate for the election. Last night was the French one on September 8th. Uh, Don't speak French, so I'm not really sure how that one went. Didn't look too much into it. But it'll be very interesting to see five party leaders, the Conservatives, Liberal, Green Party, uh, NDP, the Bloc Québécois, and not the PPC, which I thought to be fucking hilarious. So I'm sure some know, but the People's Party of Canada was uh, their leader. I think his name's Maxime Bernier. He seems like some fucking crazy French prick. Uh, He was not allowed to be at the debate tonight. This was announced weeks ago. And it was after, I guess, multiple hilarious statements on social media and or other fucking outlets. But like, I don't, I'm not in any way vouching for this PVC guy, but it just makes me laugh. It's like, they said he was saying a bunch of stupid shit online. And yeah, like some of it might've been like legitimately wrong. Like I laughed at like, like one, one reply to a fucking NDP leader's tweet. He was calling him like a tyrannical terrorist sympathizer. Like he was going guns a blazing guns hot. So yeah, he might be saying some outlandish shit, but you kick him out of the debate just seem makes me kind of like roll my eyes a bit because like the whole point of a debate, like, wouldn't you want that guy, if that guy's going to be saying stupid shit, like, wouldn't you want him in a place like a debate so that someone could beat him with good conversation? Isn't that what like a whole debate is about? The one with the best, the best conversation, the best conversation maker, the best uh, one at getting their points across. Like the only way you can beat bad conversation is with good conversation. And I feel like, wouldn't it be a, like instead of just like barring him from the debate, wouldn't it be better to bring him into the debate and have him be out debated? Is that the word I'm trying to use? I don't have a, I don't have a very big debate history myself something that i wish i took in university though i feel like it'd be great for the speaking skills but do you not know what i'm saying like it just kind of makes me laugh i'm like the whole thing about free speech is like yeah this guy might be out there saying stuff that you know we're not trying to protect that part of his speech but like if he's a fucking clown i think he'll get exposed in a debate no just kind of makes me laugh like and then what I, like, I don't mean to be rude here. I'm not anti-French at all, but I literally had to Google it the other day. Like, is the whole point of the Bloc Québécois to literally get a party to still let them separate for, to Quebec? Like, what, what, what is he up in the fucking national stage for? These people don't want anything other than to just fucking leave the country. And I, every, every other time I turn on CBC, it's literally on, one, on this guy's mug. Like, I, not even during an election year. You turn on CBC, half the time it's this guy's face. I'm like the leader of the block party. I'm like, what am I looking at him for? It makes me like actually laugh. I feel like Canada is so, Canada is so big and so underpopulated. It's like, there's not that much of like traveling going on 
like Canadians out west aren't going out east all the time and vice versa. People in Ontario aren't going to the coasts. You know, we have very different needs, very different wants, and we have an electoral system that I feel like doesn't really stand for the rights of all Canadians. I mean, we got like essentially a two-party system. And I don't know if it's it's I don't know if it's cracking the fucking code here. Don't know if it's really doing the job for us. It makes me laugh. And then like I don't know like the country is so big and I'm watching CBC this morning and they're talking about how um, they're talking about the election coming up and they're out in Alberta. They're up at a rodeo in Alberta. They're somewhere like, fuck, who knows where the rodeo was, like Pinocchio or something. Don't know where the rodeo is this weekend out there on the circuit. But that's where CBC goes, of course, when they're going to talk about Alberta. They go right to a fucking rodeo in the middle of nowhere that literally a thousand people were at. And then they're making it just seem like the narrative, like these, this is Alberta. These are the kind of people that are only in Alberta are fucking the people. They interview a couple and like, you know, when they just flash forward to like the interview and like the people are already speaking, like it doesn't show you the question that the, like the anchor asked them. Like it just skips forward to these two fat hillbilly looking fuckers, a husband and a wife, both fucking got two coconies. They're double fisting coconies. Both of them have a fucking coconie in each hand. And it just cuts to the wife and she goes, Well, we're not very liberal around here. Like this is on national coverage of the CBC, our national federally funded broadcaster. Just basically, it just seemed like they were labeling Albertans as fucking idiots. And like, I'm laughing, I'm watching this thing. I'm like, yeah, if I was from fucking elsewhere in Canada, don't go to Alberta very much, maybe not been. I'd be like, yeah, everyone in Alberta is a fucking idiot. Like looking at the coverage of the people that they're talking to, like, I guess the issues they're covering out there in Alberta, like it just actually is comical. Like the coverage from CBC and I will always be a little critical of the coverage of CBC. And I don't like to think I'm fucking right wing or left wing one way or the other. I just kind of think I'm right in the middle, but holy moly, man, it's pretty comical to watch CBC sometimes. And right now with the federal election, I just can't wait for it to be over. Like, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to, what's going to happen. Like, especially if shit gets crazier, you know what I mean? Like now we're starting another four year term. Like, how does that work? So now this, the term starts now, right? Like we're not gonna have another election in two years. I find like they need to do like a, a snap, not a snap election. We got to do a snap uh, political fucking learning class for everyone in Canada. Because like I, I like to think that I know more than the average person when it comes to politics. Probably don't. That's probably not the case. But the fact that I'm like somewhat into it and I have no idea what's going on just kind of goes on probably to tell you that many of our other peers are also in the same boat here. Do you know what I mean, folks? So, fuck. It'll be interesting to see. I'm going to have a really cool interview on, hopefully to get that going this week. I have a friend of mine, childhood friend, one of my best buddies, um, lives out in Victoria, BC right now. But he was a writer for NATO for a long time about Middle Eastern relations. He did a lot of writing on things like ISIS and the Taliban. And I don't know what it is with this kid. This kid lives in Victoria, but if you asked him what was going on in the northern hills of Afghanistan, he'd probably be able to tell you right now, uh, to, like, to the hour of what's going on over there. So I want to get my buddy on, and I want to talk about it um, with him. He's a pretty uh, straightforward cat. He's a really smart kid. And I want to come on, and we're going to have a uh, Middle Eastern episode. Kind of because, like, again, so much information going on. Not even really when it comes to the media. Like, the media just, like... 
it's like they're talking about everything, but they're talking about nothing at the same time. Like they're trying to cover this whole story, but we don't have a fucking clue what's going on because like the little details they're giving us, like it barely scratches the surface. So I want to get my man on here. We're going to do some fucking correspondence, some Middle Eastern correspondence. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of some fucking issues here because I got no clue what's going on. And uh, maybe you, the viewer, don't either. And this is going to be our outlet to get on there and figure out what the fuck's happening. All right? That'll be soon. I'm going to look to get that done soon. Uh, I'm going to try to get an episode out before the end of the weekend again because I'm heading back up north to Timmins. Uh, we have a roof of all roofs up there. This thing is massive. I don't know if we're doing fucking a roof for Kingdom Come himself, but uh, he must be to be able to afford it. Uh, quite a hilarious home. So we're going to be going back up there to do that, maybe a couple more. Again, I do not know if I'm going to be playing hockey this year. I'm kind of just riding it out, maybe make a last-minute decision. Um, I want to, but I don't know. It's time to, you know, if you're just losing money, is it really, you know, is it a good life decision, right? Like, I, you know, fuck. At that point, just, you know, transfer over the senior ranks, maybe. Play some senior AAA hockey. Take it seriously. I don't know what the answer is. But then again, I don't have a job at the moment, right? Like, if I was giving up a full-time position, you know, and running off to go play some hockey, people would definitely think I'm a fucking idiot. But in my line of work right now, not really, like, kind of self-employed to a degree, um, maybe I can make some fucking things work here, all right? So again, I'm just going to kind of play it as it goes here. And uh, this show, it's going to be a weekly show, folks. I cannot reiterate that enough. I have slacked off uh, with the social media engagement and stuff like that. But please, give me a follow. Give me a like. Tell your friends about the page because I need all the help I can. I like doing this stuff, folks, but I'm not very good at the promotional stuff and, like... I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of gimmicks I could do with some fucking effects and you know, all the swipe up bullshit and that, but uh, I'm not really into that. I want to just come on, have good conversations. Going to get more guests on for us so we can have some more fun, do some different types of things, but uh, that'll all be coming very, very soon. And if you have not yet donated to my Indigenous Aid Fund, I will post the GoFundMe link once again. Please make a donation. Um, there's some shirts still available. Message me if you'd like one. And if you have bought in a shirt, I'm sorry. They're coming. Don't worry. You'll be able to look so hot for your last couple of rounds of the golf year. Hopefully. Uh, folks, I love you all so much. Okay? This is episode number 45. Things got a little astray here. We take about take care of some serious clerical duties. But that's what happens on a show of this stature. You know, you got to keep things organized. You have to keep things streamlined and synergistic. Thank you so much, folks. Episode number 45 in the books. If you're back at school, I hope I'm finding you in the library, on the, at the gym, in your grind. If I'm finding you during your work day, I'm hoping I'm getting you through it a little bit easier. If, you just, if you're listening to this for relaxationary purposes and that you wish I was the voice in your head, you're smart because I should be and maybe you should call me and I will act as the voice in your head and I will give you the advice that you need to put one foot in front of the other in the best fashion that's going to make your day uh, the best case. Okay, folks, this is episode number 45. I love you all very dearly. We'll be back very soon. Talk to you in a couple days. Goodbye for now.